This episode is about Tracker, a search and rescue dog who located the last 9-11 survivor. We'll talk about this exciting story, and then about halfway through, bam, some crazy stuff happens, and we will enter the wild and crazy world of de-extinction. What? (laughs) I was not prepared for this. Did you ever feel so bad inside? Welcome, Jack. How have you been? Oh, been so good. Thank you for asking. That's great to hear. I, right off the bat, need to talk about last episode. We... Can you fill me in on that? I don't don't really remember. It was the giant monitor lizard. Oh, yeah. And we couldn't figure out how to say the Australian aboriginals had a name for a creature that could have been it. The real creature was the Megalania, and I think I I got that one right. Uh, and then the the aboriginal one was Hue, we were calling it, or Howe or something. It kind of varied, but yeah. Yeah. Then I listened to another podcast where I I think they were calling it the the Yowie. The Yowie. Or the Wowie. And then I was like, oh, wow, that's how you say I mean, We were saying it wrong. And then I did this whole TikTok where I pronounced it the Yowie. Mm-hmm. And now you're deciding on whether to go back to the episode. No, I splice in this (laughs) name that you're pretty sure you're saying right correctly now. The thing is, I don't think it's any of those. The Yowie is another creature that's Australia's Bigfoot in a way. And it's not a giant monitor lizard with six legs. So I don't know how to say it. I am so sorry to uh, if you are Australian and I'm just embarrassing you or your country and myself but i i don't know how to say it nobody's correcting me on it so that's fine okay <laughs> we live with our mistakes on this pod we do. and we move forward confidently knowing that we know nothing this is true it feels good so our show today is about this dog named tracker which is spelt t-r-a-k-r where <laughs> This has got some real Jaden, Aiden, Caden, you know, millennials, maybe their kid energy. Yeah. Say it, spell it again. T-R-A-K-R. It's easier when tracker. you can see your tracker. That's not how you spell tracker. Am, am I saying it wrong? <laughs> tracker. 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 <laughs> okay, so this dog, he located the last 9-11 survivor Tracker. 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 Get in the car. And I know that you're probably going to give me a hard time say, well, it's not an extinction story. But first of all, it's a remarkable story, but it doesn't stop there. We're going to get into some extincty stuff a little later on. Okay. I will suspend my criticism. Okay. And uh, I think you knew how excited I was about this episode. I never thought I'd be researching and writing about 9-11, like outside of a school news report or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, and you're excited about this. I, I, it was cool because like, we're let's just get into it. You, okay. Yeah. Before you dig any holes. <laughs> just imagine as I'm saying this, me typing it into a, a Word doc. Okay. Okay. 
September 11th, 2001, New York City. Terrorists hijack planes and fly them into the Twin Towers located in Lower Manhattan. Both towers collapse, killing thousands of people and injuring countless more. So already pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Did you- I, I remember it. And I got to say, you're kind of reading this copy like like fan fiction or something. <laughs> Maybe you want to do a take that's a little more matter of fact. Should I? I don't know. September 11th, 2001, New York City. I can't do it serious. You remember, so we, we got to do this. Where, where were you? Do you remember? I was in high school, okay. believe it or not. Okay. And school had just started. and That's right. Uh, everyone's like, whoa, whoa, something crazy happened. And all I was thinking about was the night before it was Monday night football. <laughs> and... On national TV, this dude got his leg broken in half. It was the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was came to school ready to talk about that. You see that guy's leg, it <laughs> snapped in half. And the people were trying to bring up this other thing. I'm like, yeah, but the leg. <laughs> and my teacher put on Howard Stern to kind of give oh, us the play-by-play. Wow. Was he being serious? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, he's, he's like, but I just thought it was an interesting choice. It says a lot about your teacher. You know what kind of person he was. He's <laughs> like, I'm going straight to Stern <laughs> to get play by play of what's happening. That's kind of my. Wow. I kind of wish I could go back and listen to that Howard Stern. I'm episode. sure it's around. So the takeaway from that is you were, <laughs> you will always remember this guy's. Ed McCaffrey. Leg. McCaffrey. Yeah. Wow. Snapped in half. It was so gnarly. I just remember sitting on a couch watching it unfold. Whoa. The really exciting story. Well, you watched it. I got it like it was the 1930s over the radio. <laughs> yeah, it could have been like a Orson Welles prank. Fabricated. For all I know. Yeah. Over the radio. And especially with Stern, you know. Like, <laughs> you kept waiting for like, is this a joke? Is this serious? Is this really pushing the limits here, Howard? <laughs> And meanwhile, you're just waiting in the wings with your McCaffrey joke. I don't even have a joke. It's just craziest thing I've right. seen. A guy's leg got snapped in half. Did you get to talk about it that day, or was it? Because, like, let's be honest. Probably tried to shoehorn it in. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy, but I wasn't living in New York at the time, so you were a little distance from it. Three thousand miles away. Right. Is where I was, and yeah, it was like, oh, that's a news event. But if you're on the East Coast, it's like totally different it was still insane absolutely insane surreal experience for those of us who were enjoying the end of the 90s it was probably the best time to be alive in america and that was it we didn't know that we were watching the death of an entire everything cool yeah yeah everything cool all right back to the story Uh, so many people were trapped inside the dilapidated towers Firefighters and other rescue personnel could only do so much, really. And it was just this big heap of tangled metal. So they send in canine search and rescue teams. These are called SAR dogs, S-A-R. Search and rescue dogs are trained to do things like search for drugs at airports and help out in emergency situations. They might be trained to jump up high steps or over obstacles 
and sniff out blood or other substances like bombs or drugs. So they're not just regular dogs. They have a certain set of skills that enable them to get into these sort of hard to get places. I like that. Blood, bombs, and drugs. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make a shirt for one of these dogs. (laughs) It's like the ass, gas, and grass bumper (laughs) sticker. What does that one mean? Ass, gas, and grass? No one rides rides for free. You ever seen those? It's like from the 70s or something. No one rides for free. Is it about a lawnmower? Oh, my God. What? Too innocent, Melissa. (laughs) We can move on. Okay, okay. So the, the dogs that were sent to Ground Zero were trained to search for survivors and human remains. One of the benefits of using a dog to search for people is that they can reach places a human can't. They also have superior olfactory abilities. They can use their nose to sniff out and locate injured people, whereas a human might not be able to smell that. And because pups rarely complain. I, well, I've never been able to sniff out an injured person. Well, so. You might be able to smell blood, but in a catastrophe like that, it'd be hard to sort of distinguish any smells, right? It would be cool if we could. Like doctors, that would be a game changer. Right. right. You go into the doctor and they just give you a good sniff. Yeah. I think they have dogs that do that. Like cancer smelling mm-hmm. dogs. I, I hear they can sniff out COVID too. Yeah. I heard something like that, too. And because dogs, and I'm probably going to be calling them pups quite a bit. (laughs) Okay, so because pups rarely complain, uh, many of these search and rescue dogs were able to work long hours. Some for as long as 18 hours a day. They need to unionize. Right, yeah. (laughs) A human can't just can't go that long. Pups want to please us. They're going to do whatever it takes to the death. So they could work a long time and for weeks on end. They were a big help in the rescue effort, which wasn't really covered at the time. It was all about the firefighters, not the dogs. But it was a traumatic experience for many dogs. For instance, Worf. He's a German shepherd. Oh, okay. You said that (laughs) like I was supposed to recognize the name Worf is representing a German Shepherd rescue dog. You were thinking Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. During his first day on the job, he found the remains of two firefighters and was just totally wrecked by it emotionally. Uh, he stopped eating and he just sort of shut down. Whoa. And they they had to send him home. So he just couldn't yeah. do, do it. Dogs are people too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Uh, But uh, dogs weren't just used to help find survivors either. They were also used to help calm people down. Many survivors who were understandably freaking out, you know, they could just touch one of these dogs and that would help them to kind of take a moment to cope and calm down and just ground them. It's a therapy dog. A therapy dog. It's It's a little calm inside the chaos. And that goes for... Outside of a massive disaster, too. Yeah. Pups are great. Stressed out, pet a pup. And I guess at the time, there weren't enough of these dogs to go around. They could have used a lot more, and they just didn't have them at Mm -hmm. the time. So that's just a little tiny bit of background on how dogs were used 
and involved in 9-11. And I didn't go very deep, but that's just a little bit for you. Now for the main attraction. Trakar. Trakar? <laughs> what have you got in your heart, Trakar? Oh, you're all dirty. You need a bath. Tracker. He was a Canadian police dog. Oh. Originally from the Czech Republic, he was transferred to Halifax and started working with his handler there. His handler's name's James Symington. That was in 1995. And I guess James Symington also kind of helps found the canine unit at this police station. Tracker is a pretty successful police dog, helping to locate many people and millions of dollars in stolen goods throughout his career. Eventually, he is set to retire from service. And do you know what they do to police dogs when they retire from service in Halifax? I hope it's something nice. <laughs> like throw them a party? Yeah. You, that's, that's it? Sure. They, they euthanize them. At the retirement ceremony? <laughs> no, I. there's no ceremony. It's just... That, okay. That they literally... <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy, but what I found out is that that's it's not just Canada. We used to do that too here in the U.S. We only stopped doing that or at least offering them up for adoption after they did retire, starting in 2000. Wow. I don't know. It was just the thing. It was like, these are highly trained, specialized, potential killing <laughs> machines. They weren't raised to be family dogs. So, sayonara. I don't know their reasoning behind it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I figured if you have a canine that you work with, you probably just want to adopt it anyway right if you've been working with this dog every day what do you think take him out back and put a gun to his head that's nuts you know what my aunt and uncle actually you know they were sheriff yeah and they had canines and their canines lived at their house so i think they did adopt them yeah well now you can well this is yeah probably about around 2000 yeah oh well it's, it's brutal um, and Tracker's handler wasn't going to let that happen. Uh, he refuses to let them euthanize Tracker, and that leads to him taking a leave of absence from the force. So it, it doesn't look like they fired him, but more like he got a little slap on the wrist. So I guess it's kind of a loophole in the whole euthanasia. Okay, so while he's on his leave of absence with Tracker, 9-11 happens. Coincidence? <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. Let me keep going. We got we got a lot to get through and okay. not a lot of time to do this. Tracker's handler decides to take Tracker out of retirement unofficially, you know, and drive him down to New York to help in the search and rescue efforts. Quick interjection. This story Definitely has been optioned for a movie, right? I've, it has to have. It's and, reading like a movie. Okay, go on. 
when they get there. It's a horrific scene. Blood, body parts, debris everywhere. It's just terrible, obviously. But Tracker's a professional. He gets to work. He's highly trained, and he locates several people, likely saving many lives. Um, and as you probably remember from the intro, he actually will locate the very last survivor. That's his claim to fame. So he was there right away? I don't know the day that he went down, but I, you're sitting around on the couch. You see it. You're like, my dog's got to get down there. You're a little mad about the whole dog situation, and you want to kind of stick it to the Halifax police. Yeah, I'm I'm like in my car right away. Yeah. Pick up some corn nuts on the way. You're good. You would stop to pick up corn nuts. We you got to fuel your body, you know, for the I mean, trip. It's just very interesting. You've seen... Uh, national tragedy unfold <laughs> in front of your eyes and there's you know people in need right now and you have one of the only tools that could really save them <laughs> and you're stopping for some corn nuts the spicy ones picante whatever okay everyone else after this last survivor will have tragically already passed away they're just locating human rem remains at that point mm-hmm Obviously, we didn't know that at the time, though. And regardless, the search and rescue will continue. Tracker keeps searching for a couple of days after that. But because he's working in a disaster zone, he eventually collapses from smoke inhalation and exhaustion. Tracker? Tracker. They worked him too hard. And that's it. His work is over. He's got to go back to Canada. Tracker does recover from his injuries, but he will suffer from nerve disorders later in life. That's sad. Yeah. His hind legs become paralyzed. And even though Tracker saved all those lives, and even though he was officially retired, the Halifax police didn't appreciate his owner going rogue on them like that. Uh, and if you remember, he was already on a leave of absence at the time. And he wasn't authorized to go down there, so they suspend him now as a punishment for that. The handler. Yeah. That's some real rogue shit right there. Uh, you got to wonder about the Halifax Police Department. What? He was helping out. That took it's some nerve. It's very lethal weapon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was definitely a scene where he had to hand over his badge and gun. <laughs> yeah. You're a loose cannon. You and that dog. <laughs> then, when the suspension is over, James, who, that's the handler, he actually refuses to return to service. Yeah. Uh, what do you think he does instead? Probably train dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? He moves with Tracker to L.A. to become an actor. Uh-huh. Yeah. He actually gets work on soap operas, uh, Young of the Restless, Days of Our Lives. Uh, so that, that's <laughs> Okay, now I'm questioning whether any of this story is real at all. I, is, I'm thinking this guy's whole stolen valor. 
I'm sorry, I probably should not do this, but the second you say you moved to LA to become an actor, I I'm going to question every motive you've had your entire life. You should, and the story only gets crazier from here. Okay. Let's keep going. So it's 2008. Tracker and his handler are out in LA, probably living in a one-bedroom apartment in Studio City. <laughs> Very specific. Okay. Uh, this place called BioArts which is a biotech company that offers pet cloning services. They announced a contest called Best Friends Again. Sometimes it's referred to as the Golden Clone Giveaway. They're searching for the most clone-worthy dog, and the winner will get a free clone of their dog. Wow. Just the kind of thing to spark someone's acting career. <laughs> Obviously... Tracker's got this in the bag. Like his dad enters his dad, his handler, I don't know. And he has to write an essay about Tracker. <laughs> and he wins. And uh, okay, so we're doing this now. We're cloning Tracker. Yeah, I feel bad for the dogs who didn't win. Like they never really stood a chance. <laughs> exactly. Totally. This is how I felt about every contest in school, by the way. It's yeah. like I'm not gonna win this. Yeah, there's some somebody's practically cheating. So, do you know anything about cloning, Jack? Can you tell me anything of interest? Um, there was Dolly, mm -hmm. uh, the sheep, and generally, people are pretty afraid of cloning. Like we're, we think that clones are going to be like soulless, and uh, that it's something that we should just not mess with. But you know what? Technically, twins are just clones of each other. And we don't treat them like they're soulless weirdos. We kind of do. Well, not to their faces. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was about the extent that I knew, too. I have a little more info. The first cloned large mammal was a sheep. And that was in 1984. But that was from embryonic cells. The first one from adult cells was Dolly the sheep. And that was in 1996. And then later, we get the first cloned dog, Snuppy. Snuppy? Did someone just mispronounced Snoopy? <laughs> I think it was in South Korea that they did it, so I don't know. Uh, this was in 2005. Have you ever heard of Snuppy? No, I've never heard Me of either. Snuppy. A little bit more on Snuffy in a sec, but when you clone an animal, essentially you are creating an identical twin. Technically, it's slightly less so than an identical twin. So you're right on that. How do they do it? First, they can take a skin sample. And from that, they'll grow cells that contain a complete copy of the dog's DNA. Then you take an egg cell from a donor dog. The nuclei from that egg is removed. In essence, removing the genetic information of the donor dog. Mm -hmm. So it's now it's like an empty cell. Empty blank slate. Yeah. At which point the DNA from the dog you're trying to clone is inserted in place of the DNA you just removed. They zap the egg with electricity and hopefully, uh, I guess, the new DNA Sparks. fuses yeah. with the egg and starts to form into an embryo. That embryo is then inserted into a surrogate. The surrogate carries the cloned embryo, gives birth, etc., and um, hopefully you have some pups that look identical to the one you're cloning. It all seems so easy, but I'm sure it's not. <laughs> it's not, because you know what? You know what happens 
What? Not just to the surrogate dog, but to the other, the ones that don't work out. Euthanized. Yeah, more euthanizing here. Depending on which biotech company you use, after those pups are weaned, the clones, Mm -hmm. the surrogate can be put down or hopefully adopted. The surrogate is just birthing the dogs. And nursing them. Uh Uh-huh. And what do they have to like get rid of the evidence? Why can't that dog just go be a dog? That's what I don't I don't understand why. Yeah. Well, this is coming a pretty depressing dog killing episode. Yeah. Um I didn't know it was gonna go like that uh either. <laughs> a lot of dogs being retired. <laughs> being retired from service. So back to tracker and bioarts. BioArts had already been providing dog cloning services before this contest. The going rate back then was about 144000 per dog. And they don't actually clone them there. They outsource it to South Korea. Snuppy was cloned at Seoul National University. Mm-hmm. So I guess South Korea is a little bit of an expert on dog cloning. BioArts sends the DNA to a different place. It's Soam Biotech Research Foundation, and they do the cloning there under the supervision of a veterinarian named Hwan Woo Suk, who we will come back to in a minute, but just red flag there with that guy. Mm-hmm. And they clone five puppies from Tracker's DNA. The puppies are named Trust, and I don't, I think that's with two T's at the end. Uh-huh, they had to carry on the weird naming tradition. Yeah. Solus, Valor. Solus? <laughs> Solus. I would not have picked anything that even hints at being soulless. <laughs> Solace. Oh, wow. Solace, Valor, Prodigy, and Deja Vu. <sighs> I don't know. I don't think the naming department at this place uh, really deserves a raise this year. It's, they're embarrassing names. Okay, and here's where the story kind of falls apart and gets weird. I don't know how long it took to clone these dogs because Tracker dies before getting to meet them. He passes away in April of 2009. Rest in in peace. Mm -hmm. So the success rate for cloning dogs is only around 20%. Okay. For instance, to get Snuppy. It required inserting over 1,000 embryos into 123 surrogate dogs. Wow. The majority of cloning attempts are not successful, and there can also be genetic abnormalities, mm-hmm. and usually those animals are just terminated. To get to Tracker's clones, it would have required a lot of time, a lot of dogs, and a lack of ethical standards, in my opinion. And a long list of terrible names. <laughs> yeah. There's a department, just a naming department. Now, it makes a little more sense now. It's like once you've crossed off, like, you're looking at, like, name number 120 it, on your list. Thousands, potentially. You've been through the baby books. You're beyond that now. You've yeah. got to start adding letters that don't make sense. Yeah. Are you looking for a rewarding new career with exciting opportunities that'll only make you feel terrible part of the time? 
We're looking for an entry-level writer who can come up with several, if not hundreds, of names for cloned dogs. The ideal candidate is a motivated self-starter with five to seven years of experience and a college degree. Also, a lack of personal ethics is a plus. Have you ever spelt James with a Z instead of an S? Have you ever spelt pterodactyl with your feet on a keyboard? Do you feel the desire to spell the name Tim with two M's? Are you willing to push the boundaries of letters and numbers? Exciting new combinations. Do you have a plethora of dogs in your backyard? Do you have a backyard that's big enough for a large ditch? Do you find that you like animals, but you don't get too attached to them? Are you able to put aside the unbelievable weight of shame and guilt to come up with exciting new names? Then we have an exciting opportunity for you down at Mr. Pokey's Clonorama, located in the alley back behind Chuck E. Cheese. Apply today. Must not love dogs. Also, after Snuppy was born, he or she lived in a cage at the laboratory for five years. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Um, I don't know how long Tracker's clones were at that lab under the care of Juan Wooks Wusuk for. <laughs> care of Juan. Ride with it, yeah. <laughs> because it looks like Tracker's handler never got to meet them either. He said that he intended to evaluate whether they could be trained as search and rescue dogs, but I couldn't find a, any follow-up information on what happened. They to, never to reunited? The yeah. that that it's, it's so weird. In the movie, they definitely reunite. Because that would just be, yeah. you go through all this thing of cloning them. They're going to, you got to have that like, here's this handler on the top of the Empire State Building. And he turns around and there's old tracker. And he's like, <laughs> Falls to his I knew you'd make it. <sighs> Man. I, whew. Right. It's got a tear forming. Okay. So to make this even more shady, not only does bio art shut down in 2009, that's the year tracker died, but Juan Wu suck even before all this happened, was charged with embezzlement, faking lab findings. He was barred from doing stem cell research and convicted of violating bioethics laws. It's like while the contest was happening, he had already been found guilty of those things. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what was going on, but from an extinction event or from an extinction event perspective, once Tracker died, he was in a way de-extincted because of the clones. It's very true. Right? And now it makes sense. And I can I won't unleash my wave of criticism about how you've sullied the good name of extinction event with unrelated extinction unrelated content. I told you that's what this season was all about. I mean, fair warning on that. Yes, but I forgot. Alright. I wish that was the end of the story, but we're not done with Tracker yet. Should we take a break to listen to the voicemail? Sure.
Hi guys, my name is Connor. I'm sorry to be bothering you, but I still recommend the Javan Tiger, and I'd really appreciate it if you guys did a video on that. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Connor, for your reminder, and you're not bothering us at all. No, and you're not. I want to personally apologize for Melissa uh -huh. dropping the ball and not delivering a Javan Tiger episode can you describe my face right now it's aghast yeah she's beat red so embarrassed i am upset with myself and she <sighs> promised on the podcast it's coming i can assure you or else we'll That's, never do a show never again. do a show again. connor i i'm gonna get on it this week i will research the job and tiger Thank you so much for calling and listening and being a fan. We, yeah, you're the best. Thanks so much. If you want to leave us a message, you can go to speakpipe.com slash extinction event. That's speakpipe. So S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E dot -E com slash extinction event. Please let us know how to pronounce yowie, wowie, hooey, wooey. I I would love to know if anybody is Australian and knows what the hell Bliss uh, is talking about. Okay. Back to the show. So, Tracker's gone. But he has been de-extincted with the creation of his five clones, whereabouts unknown, and the lab hangs on to his DNA for a rainy day. That rainy day comes. Years later, they defrost his DNA and clone three more trackers. So now this 9-11 hero dog has eight clones total that we know of. Right. Like... How many others made it to the black market and how many other thousands did they terminate along These the way? Bootleg hero dogs. <laughs> okay. Man, so what a flex that would be if you got this like black market bootleg. Just like, see that dog? <laughs> could you imagine telling that story to like your friends? Like, yeah, it's my new dog. He's he's just a clone of uh the dog, rescue dog, who saved the last people in 9-11. No big deal. But it, he would probably have something wrong with him. If you got him on the black market, there would have been a little defect. Otherwise, why would he be on the black market? True. But still, you could. St that doesn't change what my bragging right there. Yeah. It could be cool. It could also be the end of that friendship. You know, you're like, nope. Well, some people like I'm sure lots of people get tigers on the black market, and you know, you, wow, you got a tiger on the black market. Yeah, you and like a thousand other people. You're right. Any kind of a clone that's that's a flex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The new clones, they're not even given names; they're just numbered. Uh, they're named Tracker six eight eight, Tracker five eight nine. Tracker 592. And I didn't even realize this 
the first time I saw those, but just by those numbers alone, I think we can guess how many trackers yeah. <laughs> there were. Yeah. Right? And it's got a real Stranger Things vibe now. <laughs> yeah. Tracker 592, step forward. Boof. Ah. Uh, I just like, we have all these trackers. Let's get them out there. Let's get them saving people. Why are, what, what is happening to these dogs? I don't know that you want to know that answer. You're right. I don't want to know. Let's move on. These clones were donated to a university to be trained for search and rescue. And at that point, they're given new names. Um, this time, they're Leon, Matilda, and Jacob. My name is 592. <laughs> okay. Were they trained? Were they as heroic as Tracker? Did they have microchips implanted into their brains that <laughs> gave them superpowers? We don't know. I, we don't know. There's no info on what happened to these dogs. And I think each time they clone a tracker, it just feels like a big publicity stunt for the company. They're just rehashing it. It's like playing yeah. one hit again and again. Well, 9-11, you can kind of do that. Like it. What do you mean? <laughs> you no, can... you can't just kind of do a 9-11, Melissa. <laughs> no, I mean. It brings the feels. Oh, they're going to keep tugging those heartstrings. Yeah. Okay. Where I'm headed with all this and with de-extinction is that, yes, it's cool that a brave pup like Tracker was in a way de-extincted, but at what cost? Like how many dogs were created and then destroyed in this process? Looks like around 688. I'm going to say a thousand. Probably. Over the years. And I kind of forgot, you know, about cloning after Dolly the Sheep happened. Didn't really think about it until this episode. But many people do continue to clone their dogs. Barbara Streisand cloned her dog in 2018. Mm -hmm. not, not that long ago. Social media influencers do it all the time. They clone their, their pets. It's still very much a thing. We're, like a lot of dogs are getting made and then destroyed mm -hmm. still. And price-wise, it's come down. It's about 35K for a cat and 50K for a dog. Weird, but okay. Now, BioArts, we know they closed down under what seemed like pretty suspicious circumstances. But Texas-based Viagen will do it for you. Also, RNL Bio in South Korea. Um, this place called Boya Life, Boya Group in China. That last one, that one is the world's largest animal cloning factory. And I mean, they even call it a factory, right? Yeah. I don't remember where I found this, but one place claimed that if you collect cells within five days after death, they can have a clone for you in five months. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's happening. That's out there. We're just making some bad decisions with cloning and our pets and all that. I mean, hopefully this is like the rocky start. And eventually, as processes and technologies get better, it won't be like, you know, we got we to gotta burn 100 dogs to get you one clone. And then it'll just be like, I don't know, less dog killing. <sighs> What does that say about you? You want your dog cloned, but you're willing to 
kill a hundred other pups to get it? You are a monster. <laughs> Man. Anyway, so that's Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Barbara Streisand is a monster. <laughs> Cloning pets, de-extinction. What do we think about it? What What do you think about Tracker's story? That's it's kind of all. It's I crazy. Got. Yeah, if I'm writing the script, the ending is completely different. He is implanted as like a sleeper cell agent, and he does assassinate a key figure <laughs> of a country and cause some instability within a region. I don't want to spoil the ending. I love that. But, <sighs> you know, it's a commentary on like, should we clone or like, are we playing God? Yeah. So look for my movie. <laughs> Trakar. Trakar. <laughs> I was really weirded out by the whole thing. I thought it was just going to be this cool story where the clones ended up back with the guy and maybe he gave him to his kids or something. <laughs> and, Christmas morning. Yeah. yeah. And there's this long line now of yeah. trackers. But no, instead, they're just sort of created and disappear. And it's really weird. Well, does it, doesn't it make tracker a little less special when you can just make another one? That isn't that's yes he, like it gives it to his kid and and then like the kid neglects it and, and like gets out and gets hit by a car and he's got to go get another one <laughs> and every clone knows they're not the real one yeah it's messed up mm-hmm. do you think it's a good extinction story i mean it's a de-extinction, de-extinction. I, I i will allow it okay all right we don't have to delete this entire episode <laughs> all right Well, I just have a couple things to say before we go. TikTok. I'm still doing the TikTok. You can uh, check out the TikTok Extinction Event Pod is the handle for that. We're also on Instagram. I forgot about the Twitter account. So So did I. Don't bother. Don't go there. And the SpeakPipe, if you want to do that, speakpipe.com slash extinction event and keep uh your suggestions coming in i mean hold off this week because i gotta focus on job and tiger but uh <laughs> thank you guys for listening bye bye Peg Lake Deer Production.